Greetings, I am Erin Patton, metaphysical master in the millennial age, and it is my life's purpose to guide you and organizations along an enlightened path. So I invite you to sit comfortably and tune in as I welcome you to the Meta Business Millennial, where we get the real conversations you won't get in the boardroom so that we understand this is exactly the path we need to be on in order to grow, evolve, and thrive. Greetings, I am Erin Patton, also known as Master L, and welcome to the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. I am honored to be joined here today with our guest, hailing all the way from Canada, Miss um, Janessa Tallman, who is um, an intuitive astrologer and also a holistic healing practitioner. And I mean, most of us are doing the holistic healing work on this podcast, but the astrology aspect is still so fresh. So new and so intriguing for me. So this is really fun to have this opportunity to talk to you. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much for inviting me here, Erin. Really looking forward to this conversation. Um, I've listened to a handful of episodes on your show since I found it and since we originally got in contact. And I must say that um, I'm I'm definitely a consumer of the conversations that you're having. So I'm super thrilled to be able to actually be on the other side of it now and contribute to the conversation. Yes, I did not even know that. Thank you so much for sharing that because I definitely see this as my gift to myself as well as my gift to humanity because I get to talk to so many people around the world who are really committed to lifting collective consciousness, to healing themselves, to healing other people and finding the best ways to share that. And so um, let's get it in. Let's let's talk about it. So so for you to have come through with your gifts as an astrologer, I mean, this definitely took work and we don't have to go all the way back to the beginning, but I would love to know a little bit about your journey to really embodying this intuitive astrology template, if you will, for yourself. Yeah, you bet. Um, I'll do my best to <laughs> give you just the the short version the of it because it's, it's, it's <laughs> such a long version. But um, I think in a way, there's a part of me and my journey that really isn't that unique. It's kind of something that can be um, really seen and felt with a lot of women, not just women. But I think that there is just this big movement and this really big conversation around yes. the female feminine energy. Um, it's kind of like a very feminine, great awakening kind of energy I out agree. there. And I, I think agree. that we're all a part of it. And I don't think that men and masculine I don't think that they're excluded from it, but I think it's just a slightly different flavor of conversation. So I really don't see myself as like something super special or unique as far as where I was, what my journey was that led to now and like who I am now. I think we're all contributing to this um, increase of consciousness and this conscious level of awareness and living. But Mm -hmm. to sort of give you a little bit of a timeline, um, it's been 
a, it's been about an eight year journey for me where I would say eight years ago, I was living like most people have been living their life for decades, which is, you know, without a whole lot of thought, really. That, That sort of like going through the motions, chasing this idealistic life where money, career, accolades, safety, and like your basic needs are kind of just at the forefront of everything that you're going after. And I did what most people do, which is, you know, you, you kind of just jump into the avenues of life. And as you start navigating those areas of your life, for me, it was, um, parenthood and raising children while going to school, trying to better myself, pursuing a Mm -hmm. career that was going to give me that level of, um, achievement or success, or what I thought was going to be, um, a point where I would be able to breathe and not feel stressed out anymore kind of thing. And for me, that looked like chasing a few different careers over the course of the first four or five years of my daughter's life. And I kind of very slowly started to recognize and see things within myself that were very obvious and very different from the people that I was associating with on a daily basis. So I started Mm -hmm. to feel isolated in that world, started to feel different, really started to question my ideals what I wanted, why I was here. Do I even want to be like these people who I'm trying to model myself after? Like really Uh, had to start asking myself those questions. Yeah. And for me, like I didn't have some major awakening necessarily. It was like just an unfolding of events over a long period of time where One question that I had led to me searching for an answer, which brought me to a body of work or a new idea, which led to me, you know, exploring that idea, opening my mind a little bit, seeing the changes within myself. And then that kind of perpetuating circle of just like, I've got a question, I need to find an answer. I feel better Mm -hmm. about this. And it was like that breadcrumb journey where it was one tiny little piece of information for me. And That led me to entrepreneurship that allowed me to get out of the uh, more conventional uh, like business success structures in the corporate world. And I Mm -hmm. found um, a love for just kind of designing my own life. And my first introduction to that was through a network marketing company, which I know it has like very positive things about it. Also some negative things about it. And you're never going to get a group of people to agree on the business model or the industry or anything like that. And Mm -hmm. it is what it is. But for me, that was um, a very catalyzing point in my life for me, understanding and being introduced to the idea of um, self-sovereignty and not just from a financial sense, but um, being able to like learn skills and teach myself things and work through adversity and be able to kind of figure out the type of person that I wanted to be while dealing with so many different people. So I learned a really, really good 
uh, set of skills through that. And I also found a lot of success. So that financial sort of, I wouldn't say freedom necessarily, but like that financial level of um, like breathing room allowed me, it, it kind of allowed me to step away from the survivalistic lifestyle that I had been living. Mm -hmm. And then I was really fortunate enough to be able to have that time and space to kind of go deeper into some of those bigger questions that were left unanswered for me, which was the more worldly things like, why are we here? What are we doing? So my life prior to that was all about like me and I. And when I got to a point where I could breathe a little bit and I wasn't um, in the paycheck to paycheck scarcity hustle, I had that lens shift or like that perspective shift of being able to kind of question more broadly about the we and the humanitarianism and more on like a planet based for like, what are we doing here? And that led me to um, having the opportunity to learn from a couple of different spiritual teachers and mentors over the years. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. then that kicked off my, um, just my new love for helping people in a different way, um, which was healing from within and tapping into the energetics of the universe to find wellness and really remember who we are and allow ourselves to step back into the natural power and to really take back um, that voice for ourselves and just that whole Mm -hmm. individualized um, like personal development empowerment paired with holistic healing and energy work. So that's kind of like the short version of how this all got here. And astrology um, is actually one of the more recent things that fell into my lap. It's only just been in the last couple of years that it's even been in my awareness. And the reason that I call myself an intuitive astrologer, there's two reasons for that. The first reason is because I am an intuitive and a practicing psychic medium. And part of the healing work that I do with people is being able to uh, read what is physically, emotionally, and spiritually going on within their physical bodies and their energy bodies and uh, bring to light information out of the world of energetics, uh, like through those intuitive skills. The astrology piece there is also, when I discovered astrology, it was like a lost body of work inside of me had been kind of brought up to the forefront of my mind. And I had just been able to remember this information. So I did, right? It was so cool. It was like, for me, it was almost like all of the questions that I had been asking up until this point were kind of leading me there. And this feeling of like elusive answers out there somewhere lost up in the ethers was actually this language of astrology that hadn't been able to come online again yet. And when I discovered it, 
um, there was sort of a shift that happened where I no longer felt like I needed to pursue all of the answers. Like there wasn't this missing piece of me out there that I had to continue to keep searching for. It was like I had found it and I ended up, you know, going through the process of actually, you know, taking the courses and becoming certified as an astrologer. Um, I kind of did that more on, uh, principle and also just because like a a pure love and interest for it but every single class every single it was like I already knew the information anytime it was being taught to me Mm -hmm. so the intuitive astrology part for that is most of my work as an astrologer is intuitively channeled and when I work with clients it's also intuitively led using um, the other gifts that I have through psychic mediumship. So, okay. That was kind of a lot, but (laughs) there was so much there that resonated with me. First of all, your story alone is like spot on in alignment with very, very much my own. Like I always talk about my journey and it's been about eight years since I've also been very intentionally what I call healing. Um, unlike you, I've had a series of traumatic events that like woke me up, like that shook me awake, um, including losing my father and having my mom struggle with dementia, losing a dear friend of mine among so many other familial, like dramatic situations that I've had to deal with and continue to deal with to this day. Mm -hmm. And I like to say that those experiences for me were like the breadcrumbs that started to expand my awareness because I needed that. My soul likely would still be a thoughtless zombie, you know, if I were not having these very painful experiences so that I could feel enough to wake up. So I love that you talk about, you know, that for you in terms of just having these breadcrumbs that just really, and the network marketing, that was also a journey for mine too. I started doing that a few years ago with all the, like you said, the the pros and the cons and the judgments and the, maybe the praises that come with it. Um, However, it did start to, for me, I say hone my sales skills because I was always such a fearful salesperson, even though I had my own hair products, that was the hardest part about it was actually trying to go out and sell them. Um, And then also the sovereignty piece, knowing that this is mine and mine alone, and I have to steward this. And I think for a lot of folks that are listening to this, that are interested in business, that are interested in maybe network marketing organizations, or maybe have criticisms or, or entrepreneurship in general, that it's the sovereignty piece that really enables us to live in our divinity as well as do the work, which I feel like is even more challenging in a corporate space. And so, um, yeah, I don't know if you had something to say about that. Oh, I have tons to say, but I don't think we have yeah. time for that today. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe okay. another conversation then, in the future or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, but yeah. That's, that's exactly what it is, is I think when when people get a little taste of what it feels like to be able to own your time. And unfortunately, like money and time, you can't have one without the other, like you're sacrificing Mm -hmm. one for the other. Mm -hmm. So when you do find something that allows you just that breathing room, when you Mm -hmm. own just a little bit more of your time, 
mm-hmm. and you can step out of that survival mode or for some people it's not even survival i know that some people do find success in the more conventional roots um yes but their body physiologically they're still in a survival state because of the stress that they're putting themselves through so it might not even be a basic needs like a necessity survival mode but they're still in survival mode and that does not allow the higher conscious part of your brain to come online you're in the default mode yeah so when you do have that breathing room and you can start to heal whether you've given it the language or not you can't access anything non-physical and be able to interpret it and apply it to your life from a creation standpoint when you're just not online in those areas because of the stress that you're under. And I think more than anything, anybody who pursues a solopreneurship or an entrepreneur life that's what they're looking for. They might call it success or they might call it, you know, six figures a year or they want to be their own boss or whatever language they're giving to it. I think the underlying thing that people are searching for is a feeling of being able to shift their perspective of consciousness and they just don't know where it's going to come from. But something is pulling them towards this avenue where the universe knows that you can get there quickly yes this route yes yes I love that you bring that up because that really dovetails nicely into the other thing that resonated deeply with me was about the intuition and you cultivating that intuition and the only way you can do that is by exiting the survival mode pattern for a long enough period to be able to receive like you said those downloads so that you can really feel into yourself and hear your own voice and for for you, that that looked like what? Because that's really what I wanted to explore a little bit more of, because you said you took the classes with the astrology and, you know, but your it was your intuition that really unlocked uh, that remembering. So what mm-hmm. what kind of tools did you utilize or were there any tools at all that really started to move you out of that survival mode and into a more intuitive space? So, again, like that's kind of a. Uh, Another one of those long-winded things. I won't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I I won't <laughs> take too much airtime for that one. But most of my intuition for me comes through um, a really, really constant but very subtle internal knowingness, and I've always, like in hindsight, looking back. I've always followed my intuition. I didn't know that that's what I was doing. And when I sort of realized like, oh, I've always had a little bit of insight into something before it happens. I've Mm -hmm. always been able to know what the next best thing for me to do is, whether it's like a macro scale or a micro scale. So when I kind of came across this information that, you know, intuition was a thing. You access it through meditation. Here's the different types of communication that your inner being communicates, you know, through you with. Um, When I came into that information, it was a really like affirming realization for me where I'm like, I have been doing this my whole life. Yeah. The, The difference was your intuition 
when it is speaking to you like through a daily life basis, your intuition is almost always very reactionary. Where as you're moving through life, you're given instances and situations and scenarios where you have to intuitively respond. So when you're living one of those survivalistic lifestyles, your intuitive knowings and your intuitive responses match the energy of the environment that you're in. So they're yes. just not life-changing, right? They're, they're not massive. Yeah. It, it's more like, mm-hmm. you know, do I go right or left to avoid traffic? Do I, you know, it's like very uh, day-to-day monotonous. And it's really difficult for people to recognize their intuition communicating with them through the monotony mm-hmm. of their life if they're not looking yeah. for it. So that right. for me was kind of what it was like. And then when I realized like, I've actually been following this inner guidance my whole life, then I could kind of step back and recognize like, if this has always worked out for me with little things with like, you know, getting an apartment last minute in a city where you couldn't even get a rental to, you know, applying for a new job that moved me to a different city that led me to meet this person who ended up being my husband. Like when, when I see little things like that, and then I made the connection between being able to apply that same inner knowing to, you know, back then I was still in the network marketing world and it was about uh, these like financial levels of achievement. But then I started right. applying it to that and really started recognizing that I had this direct line of communication between myself physically to the higher parts of me that knew exactly what was best for me in any single moment. I started to know, you know, who to talk to, what event to go to, what to yeah. post, what to like, and being able to act on those intuitive hunches and all of that realization for me kind of it really was cultivated through like meditation and I know that it like it's a word that is so heavily used in the healing space in the holistic space in the spiritual space the personal development space um I don't think there's anyone on the planet who doesn't know that meditation is good for them whether or not they're Mm -hmm. practicing it, but it's no longer this, you know, really obscure niche thing that only weird people do. Yeah. I think every single person on the planet knows that meditation and mindfulness is really good for you. But I think because there's so many industries and avenues that are trying to drive this fact home, it's now fallen on deaf ears almost. So yeah, I'm kind of on team, like, can we really start talking about why meditation is good for you? But meditation yeah. for me was like, kind of, it's the on switch for my intuitive communication. So that was like the only tool back then that I was using to actually access it. And through the process of really developing skills and really, um, you know, broadening my actual set of expertise in the holistic healing mm-hmm. world. Lots of other mm-hmm. tools have obviously come into my awareness. They're things that I use in practice, but like meditation is still, it's, it's the first one. It's the most easily accessible and it's the most impactful. You can do it anywhere. 
and it it's the only tool that doesn't end up being like a crutch or like something that you mm-hmm. have to kind of set up or prepare for. Yeah. So when any conversation about accessing your own intuition, regardless of what your outcome is hopeful to be through it, like meditation, 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 meditation. And it's the thing that people will make the most excuses for. Yeah. And it's the thing that they won't do. And like without judgment, like even I know how important it is. And when my ego brain comes online, it will feed me every excuse it possibly can so that I won't go into a meditation because when you meditate and your higher mind comes online, that is the death of the ego, which is your lower mind. And it knows that. So every single time, you know, you should meditate or you want to get into it. There's that little gremlin, your best friend, your ego, who's sitting there in your brain going, you don't have time for that. and it's the most important thing that you could possibly do because it is your direct line. Ah, I love that so much. Thank you for lifting that up for me personally and also for our listeners because you're absolutely right. There's going to always be excuses to not happen to yourself, but it's in that tapping in that you get the access that you need to get to that next level of your journey. And so for all of those that are feeling stuck or feeling like you haven't necessarily made that, you know, transition, then let's just get back to the basics. Like it's really very simple, just like sitting or lying down comfortably and breathing and not and staying awake, like as best as you can. And it's really that simple. And I want to know a little bit more about how you started to actualize your business because in the meta business millennial podcast we always want to get into the business of our um our guests and how they started to really gain clients uh, build your foundation for your business astrologer being an astrologer to me feels different than you know like a coat like a transformation coach or something that feels much more um direct in terms of how it could provide value for for the for the person I would really love to understand how you start to integrate this into a business and how you are even able to support people in, in their own businesses with, with astrology. So I started my own coaching business in the nutritional space about six mm-hmm. years ago. So okay. my introduction to network marketing was with a nutritional product line. Did that for mm-hmm. a couple of years. Um, mm-hmm. just very product and brand forward and got to that point of my own uh, development where I decided I wanted to be able to offer more than just what a company was providing me. So I went through the steps of becoming certified in holistic nutrition and I started but- nutrition coaching online and I had that company um, up until less than a year ago, it's actually only been 10 months now that I actually made the full transition from a holistic lifestyle coach to an actual spiritual coach and intuitive astrologer. So there was a little bit of a transition there, 
but I had a solid five-year foundation of a client base that I had been building as an online nutrition coach. And of course, through the pandemic, I was not short of at-home clients. (laughs) So I ended up, um, I did a lot, honestly, like when I share these stories, I'm like, how many lives have you lived? Because I swear I've packed so many lives into a short period of time. But I actually, I went to school and I got the digital marketing degree. I have done all of the uh, like digital advertising courses and programs. I spent a Mm -hmm. year doing freelance online marketing work for other people just to get really familiar and good at the, you know, marketing content creation, copywriting. Like I really threw myself into the roles that I would need to have a well-functioning business. And I ended up uh, just deciding last year that I didn't love the conversations around nutrition anymore as much as I was loving the conversations around the mindset and the healing and the spiritual Mm -hmm. work and the energetic manipulation of people's lives. And those conversations Mm -hmm. were mostly being had with their nutrition-based goals in mind. But I, I just realized over the course of probably a couple of years, recognizing that it didn't matter what it was that my clients wanted, whether it was more energy or weight loss, or they, you know, actually were encountering food allergies. Like it didn't matter what it was. There was always this core fundamental element of their belief system, their disconnection with their physical selves, a lack of, um, like a lack of faith-based knowledge, whether or not they were religious, because I noticed that even people who had a very strong religious background still really lacked like the true spiritual faith behind it. So I I just started Mm -hmm. to notice that like, there was this major disconnect there. And I really fell in love with those conversations with people as a coach. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it was just the fall of last year. So September of 2022, where I finally dropped the nutrition piece. And I rebranded everything and kind of came out of the spiritual closet <laughs> and yeah. really started to just get myself out there and market myself as an intuitive coach. And it, it, it kind of took, you know, a few different iterations of that for me to land on like the titles and the clients that I actually served that like felt in alignment and comfortable, but mm-hmm. it was it was mostly just in like intuitive lifestyle coaching that I was doing. And I just at this point had so much experience, like my interpersonal one-on-one connectivity skills through my network marketing background, my ability to actually sell something, Mm -hmm. my experience and the training and skills that I had acquired in digital marketing itself and in like business fundamentals, like everything was able to come online for me when I decided to just go ahead and do this. And, and it's not that I didn't have success before that. I think that it was 
it was just like one of those divine timing things where it was like, okay, now I understand why I did all of these things. And Mm -hmm. when I, when I chose to just go ahead and make that switch in my business, um, my foundations were all in place. So to kind of like give an actual answer to your question there, for me, there's, there's a theme in my life. I don't know if you're picking up on it, but I like to take the breadcrumb route, which is kind of like the long trail around where I right. just wander around and I pick up and gather information and I put it in my little basket and eventually I know it'll be there when I need it. And it's kind of building up to something. Um, that's not everybody's style. And I don't know if that method necessarily works for everyone in business, but I know for me, um, because that's the way that I kind of go through life. When you hear those, like, like the business advice and the actual guidance that you get from coaches and entrepreneurs in the business world is about that long-term goal. And it's about the baby steps and you're building your foundation. And yes, you know, there's always short-term girls goals and then there's long-term goals. Yes. It is actually so true where you could have all of the training and know exactly how to build a business, how to set up your funnels, how to be able to communicate, whether you like one-on-one, whether it's group, is it in-person, is it online? Like you might know all of that technically, but you actually don't know what your business can look like until you just get in it and start doing it. And for me, Mm -hmm. like all, all of the success I've ever had has come from me just jumping in and figuring it out as I go and going, I don't like this, remove it. I really like this. I'll do more of it. And I know that's the, like the most frustrating answer because like entrepreneurs, you know, they're very ambitious and they have high expectations for themselves and they've got big goals and yeah, big dreams and they just want to know how to get there. Right. Yeah. Like I'm here and mm-hmm. I want to be there. How do I get there? And to be totally honest, I'm not the best person to answer that for you because I don't think that I'm there yet, but like, I'll show you what to do while we go that way, you know, where it really is just like the, you have to go get messy and you have to just get in your business and start working Mm -hmm. your business and you just work out the kinks and it's no different from what I'm currently doing now. Like every, Mm -hmm. every version of my business has always been more successful than last, more successful than the last. And it's felt better and it's been easier and it's, you know, grown and grown. But if I had thought that the, like the business that I was building, was going to be the thing that got me there, you know, six years ago, it doesn't even look anything today. Like it did back then. So just this weird world of like this linear approach to building a business and creating success for yourself. It is so non-linear. And I know most people don't want to hear that because it's not the magic pill that they want. And, you know, I chased the magic pill. It's the big long journey that I went on, right? It turns out that there actually isn't some direct line to the top. I love it. And I love the, I love the honesty 
And I love the realness of what you just shared because there can be nothing more truth than what you just shared because I've talked about this with other guests and I want to reiterate it with you. And you've also just lifted it up so beautifully is just that it's nonlinear and we have to, we have to just pick up the breadcrumbs day by day and truck that wherever we're being guided is the direction that's going to get us to that quote unquote, their place. And this couldn't be harder for the typical business person to receive. Like this is a very hard truth because of how we've been programmed and conditioned and how we have to get there. It's a rat race. It's a race. We have competitors. People, if we look in the market, people are doing what we're doing already. How do we get there, you know, faster than they do, bigger than they do. And fundamentally, that's a flawed way of existing. Yet it's been the, essentially the, the modus operandi since as far as we've known in business. So how do we move away from what we've been, you know, programmed to do to a a, a method of being a a process that's in complete opposition to that, where we move slow and we, it takes two years to even determine like what our business really is like, and that actually feels spot on. I've been doing this now for two and a half years. And I can honestly say like, I have now the proper business name for my business. It used to be called Aaron Patton and Associates. Now it's the meta business world. Okay. That makes much more sense for what I'm doing. And now I'm able to start hiring and, and going out to clients. I've been having offerings for these years, but now I actually have the foundation to really scale it. And it took me two years to get there. So I a hundred percent align with a lot of what you shared. And I know that it's going to feel weird and feel, you know, kind of icky for people to receive, but it is the truth. We have to understand and understand that this journey is, is one that we are pacing ourselves on, making sure we're receiving the right insight insights. Actually, my mentor calls it process goal alignment. So we have our goal of where we want to be that their place, but what's the process actually of getting there. And it takes a lot of steps to get to where we want to be. And are you getting there in alignment? Because what I figured out for myself, of course, the hard way, the way I like to do it. Yeah. Something when I'm struggling with something, like when it's mm-hmm. hard and when it's difficult and when I start feeling negatively about it, it's out of alignment for me. That isn't mm-hmm. my fast path to get there. So mm-hmm. I've done things where, you know, like, oh, this program sounds like it's going to be perfect for me. It's going to teach me how to do, you know, a three-step, a three-step sales funnel and I'm like, this is so great. And I can't get these stupid things to communicate. And my email is not going. And once it gets to a point where I'm like, can't possibly be this hard. Everyone else says it's super simple. Why is it so hard for me? Because that is not for me. And then it's like, the longer you hold on to those little things, the further and further and further away in the distance that finish line is becoming. And, And there's... There's also like, there's two parts to that point too, though, because you also, you don't grow in your comfort zone. So it's like, how do you know when something is frustrating because it's new and it's worth moving through the challenge? Or how do you know when it is a roadblock that you continue to just bash your head on? Mm -hmm. Your intuition. 
Mm. In those moments, if you're not Mm -hmm. accessing your intuition, how do you know if you persevere or how do you know if you abandon and just move on? Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing the things that are continually bringing you back into alignment with not your goals on your vision board, bringing you back into alignment with what your soul, your inner being, your higher self mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. calling you towards. Mm-hmm. You could be bashing your head against this same wall for a year, wondering why you're not making any progress. Mm-hmm. But it's, that mm-hmm. wall is there for a reason. Like it is stopping you for a reason and you're not listening Mm -hmm. so there's also Mm -hmm. that piece too where it's like you know you you shouldn't just shy away from everything that feels like a roadblock but how do you know if it's something worth pursuing getting better at maybe hiring someone else you know maybe getting better at the skills pushing forward and how do you know when like this is just not a lasting piece of your business anyway move on yeah you have to meditate you and that's one word to describe a bigger picture of getting back into alignment mm-hmm. with yourself, but mm-hmm. it's the easiest way to do it. Mm-hmm. I love that you say that. And I feel like this can be a nice kind of segue into, you know, our kind of closing conversation around your forecast for when you're mm-hmm. in alignment, when you are, <laughs> when you are meditating. And, and this is something that I feel like you know, we all have this ability, like you said, of remembering who we are and and what we can bring forth in, in terms of our gifts to this world. You know, what are you sensing maybe from an astro- astrological perspective or any other perspective in this season um, as we kind of prepare um, ourselves? Well, that's probably the most loaded question of the day. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. from an astrological perspective, What I think most people are super unaware of is that astrology itself is very elemental in nature, where most people perceive it or uh, they assume, you know, astrology is, it's the philosophy of the astronomy of the planets in our solar system, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, But on a much more uh, like applied practical level, yeah. It's very elemental. So it doesn't matter if it's like the zodiac representation or the planetary representation or the house representation in your own personal life. And I know these terms might already be going like way over some people's head, but yeah. <laughs> but all of them fall into one of four categories and it's the four elements. It's air, water, earth and fire. And mm-hmm. your what I call your cosmic contract is your blueprint of your elemental breakdown and your energy composition. And Mm. it's kind of like your, it's your own inner constitution. Okay. So some people are very earth or they're very fire or they're very air or they're very water. Some people might have two that are very prominent and then the other two are a little bit less. And sometimes people are a nice, like even blended balance of them all. But in the business world, when you kind of alluded to it earlier about, um, you know, coming from this place that has sort of been the norm for the better part of the last couple hundred years, which is that very masculine, heavy um, Mm -hmm. success 
egocentric industry kind of thing where it it really is just like the go, 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 take, 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 conquer, conquer, conquer energy. That's very masculine. That's also very earth and fire a little bit. Mm -hmm. So some people really thrive in that kind of environment. And other people who are a little bit more, like I fall into this camp, which is a little bit more feminine energy, where it's, I kind of want to just be able to do what I feel like doing when I have the inspiration. There's a lot of Mm -hmm. air and a lot of water that goes into that. So it's understanding your elemental constitution. Now with astrology, just based on your time and place of birth alone, we can Mm -hmm. get your astrological map created. And in that Mm -hmm. is your cosmic contract. And it will show Mm -hmm. you what your elemental constitution breakdown is. So if you are someone who has a lot of earth, the current masculine structure of the like very linear Monday to Friday month, like first of the month to month end, those quarterly reports, the end of Mm -hmm. year, like those types of projections are probably in your wheelhouse and natural skills that you have. If you have a high fire constitution or you have a solid amount of fire mixed in with you, you're probably someone who's okay being front and center, on screen, on camera, being the face, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. also selling and going after these acquisitions. That's Mm -hmm. very fire. And if you don't have a lot of fire, that's going to feel very challenging for you. And now air is your rapid, quick thinking. It's your kind of like the inventors of the world. Some people have so much air that they can't settle on a business idea or a niche because they have a new marketable idea every minute. And it's like, I could do this. I could be this. I want to do this. I want to. And it's like, they almost can't kind of come down from the clouds a little bit because Mm -hmm. their brain is so fast. And it kind of like, all that air just kind of draws them upwards into the clouds. Mm -hmm. Not in a bad way. Like your brain is just so rapid fire, but what are you doing to bring yourself back down to earth a little bit so that any one of those ideas, that any one of those ideas could be a million dollar idea, but you got to sit with Mm -hmm. it long enough for the dollars to come back to you. But air is like, and this, and this, and this, and this, and this. And then the water element is the very intuitive, emotionally led, emotionally responded, empathic type person. And Mm -hmm. those people, um, they have more of these like cyclical waves in life. So their Mm -hmm. business is going to match that as well too. So if Mm -hmm. they've got a very high water composition, but they're trying to live in a very earthly, masculine, linear structure, there's no room for their ebbs and flows. Because Mm -hmm. Monday to Friday doesn't care if you're on this more cyclical nature and water people move with the the moon cycle more heavily than the Mm -hmm. other elemental people, quote unquote. Yes. So they're going to have a more like a four week projection of, you know, really pushing and then really coming down and allowing kind of thing. So from an astrological perspective on the most, you know, 
the quickest surface level way of tying astrology into business. First and foremost, if you don't know what your elemental constitution is, you cannot possibly hope to build a business that is a mirror of and a like a good carbon copy of who you are as a, an individual. And mm -hmm. that's the most important thing is creating a business out of who you really are and mm -hmm. what you want and how you're able to expend your energy. Because we all expend energy at different rates and we all rejuvenate our energies at different rates. And all of that mm -hmm. comes from our and our elemental makeup. So if you're trying to model your business off of this coach over here who tells you this is how they do it, but that person has so much fire that they're just like mm -hmm. sales call, sales call, sales call, sales call, sales call. And yeah. you've got water that is not, it's not going to work for you. Yeah. It's, something's going to, you know, it might work for a little while, but it's not sustainable. Like you mm -hmm. will hit burnout. So that is, you know, without turning this into, you know, a full lecture, that's the most important thing astrologically. And I do see collectively, like the larger portion of the population, I do see them now finally having lots of different areas of access points to this idea of understanding elementally who they are. And actually, yeah. Disney just released a brand new movie. I have no idea. Yes. And I've seen the previews. I was like, haven't watched it yet. I have no idea what the content is like. I was like, but the fact that they are now creating characters out of elements. Elements. I yes. was like, this is what I've been preaching. You yeah. know, like it is so unfair to expect someone who is earth and water to be able to go out and invent and sell. That's not what they do. That's not what they're here to do. It's not what they weren't even meant to use those other skills. They're meant to use their skills. So understanding yes. that about yourself and then modeling your business after who you really are. It, yes. For me, like that's, that's the first thing. And if you, you know, if you're years into business and you haven't done that yet, like there's no need to feel like you did anything wrong. Like, you know, you can always start where you are and you can always mm -hmm. refashion certain parts of the way that you're spending your time to model your own mm -hmm. energy. And I think that it's really important for people to just become aware of the fact that, you know, we've all heard the term like square peg in a round hole, right? Yeah. But like, if you're trying to cram water into, you know, a bucket of earth, it's going to get really soggy in there really quick. Like, so when you think yeah. of the types of energies that you're trying to force into other types of energy structures, and you're wondering why it feels so uncomfortable, like, chances are, like, you are so far out of your element that it's not working for you. So you've got to find a way to get mm -hmm. into your element, which is, mm -hmm. you know, in business terms, your zone of genius. Yeah. What, what's yeah. aligned for you. It's really yeah. being in your element. And if you don't know your elemental makeup, how do you know where your element is? Yeah. 
That is so beautiful. I mean, there's so much in that that resonates with me because I'm always saying like, know who the fuck you are. Like, that's like my motto. Like, and to know who you are can come in so many different forms. And for you, this elemental aspect is, is really awakening for me as well, because I mean, I know my sign, I understand my astrological chart, but I definitely don't dig into it as much as I should, or I could. And for those that are listening, this could be a huge awakening for them to really start to dig in deeper, more deeply into how they can structure not only their business, but their lives around what are my elements, how they can attract partners who are friends or family members, engaging with family members around how can I make sure that we're complementing each other and how we work together and what we're doing. So I, I mean, that is so beautiful. And, and and we're kind of already come up on our time here. So I just wanted to give you some space to just share a little bit more about how our listeners and viewers can stay in touch with you and any other kind of um, offerings you may have that are kind of new or fresh for them at this time. Yeah, I'd love to. And thank you so much for that yeah. opportunity. Um, yes, of course. <laughs> so you can actually find me on Facebook or Instagram. Those are the only two places that I hang out on social media. Um, my name's Janessa Tolman, but that is not uh, where you can find me. My company is called The Energy Hub, and it's spelt T-H-E-N-R-G-H-U-B. And the energy is an acronym, and NRG stands for Neurological Retrograde. And it's what I call the art of forgetting what we thought we knew. Yeah. And you can find me on Facebook and Instagram using the exact same name. And it's also my website. It's just theenergyhub.com. And then my podcast is the Energy Hub podcast. And those are the only four places because as soon as I start having more names, more logins, more passwords I have to remember, it becomes too complicated for me. So it's the easiest way for me to show up in those places. And it's the easiest way for anyone to find me. And from there, you'll be able to find and see anything that I've got available and offering. But I have a range of what I do. I have service-based offers um, where I actually help people heal, like actual energy healing work and psychic mediumship work and astrology readings. And then I've got my coaching platforms as well, too, which is the Mystical Me platform. And I've got three different tiers. And there's an entry level tier where it's just $33 a month. It's a subscription based group coaching program for intuitive development and spiritual expansion. And then there's a midway group coaching program where it's just the mystical me and we just do it quarterly and it's a small group. And then there's the one-on-one where I actually, it's like a complete lifestyle overhaul. And it's like, I take everything I've learned to date and I download it into you and we can just model your life after the mystical version of yourself kind of thing. And that's, that's what I've got going on these days. So totally appreciate the chance to share all of that. I know it's a lot. That was beautiful. And I just want to thank you again for your time and your sharing and your insights and your wisdom. Um, This concludes, you guys, our episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. Check out our next episode. And until then, much love and light to you all. Peace. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast? Well, I am honored and I appreciate you subscribing, leaving a review, 
and sharing it with your friends. In the meantime, stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace.